Welcome to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. The Intentional Bride is a space where you can nurture your heart in God's love. It's a space where you learn how to just love yourself with the awareness and the knowledge that God, God loves you just the way you are. If this is your first time joining me, welcome, welcome, welcome. And you can follow me on Podbean as well as Apple Podcasts as well as Instagram. And the handle is at Intentional Bride. This is my second, second episode of the year. And I'm excited, excited for this word. So without further ado, let's dive in. So today's episode, I dub release, release. How can you be used if you do not release who you are? This has been one of my major, major hurdles, walking into purpose, walking into what God has called me to be, because I truly, truly believed I needed to become this person. I needed to become this perfect human being, an avatar really, so that God could come in, check in, and finally know I've done most of the work, and then now he can use me. But over the past two years, I've gone through so much undoing to my core, to the very essence of who I am. And it is in this mess, and it's in this moment that I have found God's power and presence, the realest and the truest for me. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been nice. It's been difficult. It's been... It's made me question my identity. It's made me question who I am. It's made me question my moral compass. It's made me question the very foundation of who I think that I am. But the thing that God wants me to ask you this episode is how can he use you if you do not release who you are? As I, as I dive into this, one of the things that comes into mind is when he created Adam and Eve, he just said it is good. And he said it's not good for Adam to be alone and he gave Adam Eve. And when he gave them to the Garden of Eden and he said to them, go be fruitful and multiply, that was the only instruction he gave them. He never came for their character. He never came for who they were. He never came for them as individuals. And we all know the story on how Eve went ahead and messed up and ate of the fruit of good and evil. It was actually God's original intent for us to live in the bliss of not even knowing when we do right and not even knowing when we do wrong. He actually did not want us to be aware in that sense. He wanted us to just come as you are and enjoy of the fullness of him. So much so that he created a world, Eden. He created a perfect world where we just operate in just freedom, love. Our jobo was to multiply. That was it. God's plans are often misunderstood to be the most archaic and robbing of your self-identity. But what is most interesting, that instead of robbing you, he only wants to magnify that which is inside of you, the good, and work on the bad, and just turn around the nasty. He's not interested in criticizing you. He's not interested in destroying who you are. He's interested in taking you just as you are, and believing that you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. That your righteousness does not come from action. Your righteousness does not come through 
who you are, what you do, or what you can or cannot do, your righteousness comes by the fact that you believe in his son. He is not interested in robbing you of you. Not at all. The same way he wasn't interested in robbing Adam and Eve of who they were. In fact, in many ways, Adam and Eve robbed themselves of their freedom and love in God's presence. Because God didn't care about all of it. But when they ate the food, they came and said to God, We are naked. We cannot come before you. But you see, God wasn't interested in their nakedness. He created them naked. He knew all along they were naked. But he knew that the minute they opened their eyes to be aware of their shortcomings, that man would dwell on the shortcomings they have instead of focusing on this God who loves you and who does not care about your shortcomings. He doesn't care about what you did last night. He doesn't care about the things that you have been doing. What he cares about is that you would come into his presence. He knew that every day that Adam and Eve would mess up, as long as they came and had fellowship with him, it wouldn't matter. It would all be erased through repentance. It would all be erased because he was perfect. And because he was perfect, he couldn't create anything imperfect. So by the very essence of the fact that they were our a mirror image of him, the minute they came and stood in his presence, their sins would be no more. They refused to come into his presence because they were like, we are naked. So what is it that is inside of you that you are unable to release? Because when you look at yourself, you're like, I cannot come before you, God. I'm naked. Your nakedness could represent immorality. It could represent alcoholism. It could represent a myriad of things, adultery, all these things. It could be anything under the sun, lies, corruption. What is it about you that you're like, God, I can't come before you. I'm hiding behind this bush. I'm naked. God wants me to tell you today, release who you are and come as you are. He already sees you. Whether or not you hide behind the bush, whether or not you hide behind the parting, whether or not you hide behind the pain, whether you or not you hide behind the sorrow, God already sees you. So you're not really hiding. But if you release who you are and you're like, God, I'm going to come before you as I am broken. I have an issue with sexual immorality. I have an issue with pornography. I have an issue with myself. I hate myself. I have an issue with the way my life has turned out. I have an issue with the things that I have gone through. But regardless, instead of hiding, I will come before you just as I am. Jeremiah 29.11 assures us that he knows the plans that he has for you. And that they are good for a good hope and a good future. I want to just highlight a man that I believe did his own things. David, the writer of the Psalms, he did his own things. This man, he slept with somebody's wife. He was forever messing up. But God called him a man after his own heart, even before the mess up. Even before he became king, God referred to David as a man after his own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14. So in my opinion, if God already referred to David as a man after his own heart, even before David messed up, then that means that there is nothing you could possibly do to change the perspective that God has 
over your life. God calls you blessed. God calls you a man after his heart. God calls you a mighty man of valor. God calls you dedicated to his purpose and that he has shielded your shame. He has covered your shame. Some of you are out there. God is so keen on you. He's covering your shame. There literally is nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God. But the only thing that is left for you to do is release. Release the perception that you have of yourself. Release the judgment that you have condemned over yourself. Release the, the conclusions that you've come over yourself and over yourself and over God. Release the lies of the enemy that you have believed because this God, he is interested in you just as you are. Even before you made that horrible decision, even before you labeled yourself that horrible thing, God had already gone before you and said, a man after his heart. Release yourself to God's throne. Release yourself to his presence. Just as you are. When Joshua showed up before the throne of God, he showed up unrighteous. His, the Bible says his righteousness was as filthy rags. There is nothing you can do that will not make your righteousness be filthy rags. But the good news is because of Jesus Christ, we are righteous. Come before him every day as you are. Come have relationship with him in your garden of Eden. Do not hide behind the bushes. As long as you have relationship with him, your life is secure. Your life will never be the same again. Release your own opinions and misgivings of life and what you think the walk of faith should be and what you think that God should be in your life and let God teach you. Let 2022 be a year where he teaches you his way, his truth, his capacity, what he's interested in for you, the only thing you have to do, release. I release my misconceptions of myself. I release my past failures. I release my current failures. I release my shortcomings. I release the things that I'm not good at. I release the evidence of my failure and the evidence of my pain. I release the shame. I release the struggle. I release the hardship. I release the fact that over and over again, every year, I feel like I'm just walking around the same mountain. I release it all to you. And I ask that you help me discover my best life yet. And to the listener, this can be your prayer. That you will release everything that you think that you are. And allow God to reintroduce you to yourself. Version 2.0. The version of you that he has wanted to use that imperfect, broken vessel, leaking in pain, in sorrow, that is where he's interested. Because in you, there's a solution for the next person. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.